Hello, we love words. Written, spoken, hinted, shouted, gentle, outrageous, and always enlightening. Intriguing. But there again, we are library staff. You'd expect nothing less. So tune into Library Words for interviews, memories, business tips, stories, and more. We'll talk to authors, poets, and local people, always keeping you usefully entertained. Jodie Burton is the co-author of the recently published book, Black London, History, Art and Culture in Over 120 Places. The book is a special travel guide which showcases historical sites of black history, art and culture. Jodie talks to us about growing up in Lewisham, the importance of local history as well as global, and the process by which she and co-author Avril Nanton wrote and published the book. Welcome to Library Words. First of all, Jodie, thank you for joining us today. Hello, nice to meet you. Would you say that's a good summary of the book? Is that? Yeah, a tour guide is, is kind of like a travel guide, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and it explains about the history, as you said, and the, and the art and the culture, just local and global. Yeah. Mm. Um, why did you feel you needed to write this book with Avril? Oh, God, that's a long... <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's fine, we've got you. Um, I think working in a lot... I've worked in libraries for about 20 years, Lewisham as well, as we were just saying, mm. for, for a year... And I think you can always see, particularly when Black History Month comes, how we just go to African-American history. Like, if I asked you any African-American... If I asked you about Black history, most people would say Malcolm X. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Women wise, Rosa Parks, maybe. Mm. But if I asked you about Black British history or just Black, I don't think people would even know... Any right. sort of local figures. You're right. And it's we not we struggled. And it's not yeah. something taught in schools enough. It's no, not yeah. taught in schools enough. And I think it was that working in libraries, particularly at that time, and having studied Caribbean histories years ago, back in the nineties, I thought, well, how how can there still not be enough history? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I read that Avril does walks and the tour guides, yeah. and you're more the historian. Is that the collaborative uh, process? Well, kind of a bit of both, really. We actually met um, in 2015. We met. Uh, there was a black art exhibition at the Guildhall, um, No Colour Bar, and actually one of the contributors in there, or one of the one of the people that featured in there, they were called the Huntleys, and they were black educationalists, and they were pro-supplementary um, schools, um, and they've got a plaque and everything, so, so they feature in that book. And we met there, and then our paths sort of crossed. 2016, I think Avril started her tour, bu- her tour business, um, and I'd started um, a black arts group via Meetup. Okay. It's kind of like a social network that do, does different groups. Just to go and see more black art and to not be the only one sometimes mm-hmm. going to a gallery. Um, and I just, um, I think we just brought different perspectives to, and just thinking. And then I just sort of put to her one day, I've gone on one of her tours, and particularly the one, she does one at Westminster and at Trevalga Square. Everyone knows Nelson's column. Gosh, I've, I've, I've been brought up in London. I've passed this a million times. And in one of the plaques looking out towards um, Whitehall, there's this black figure in there with Nelson on um, Trafalgar. And you kind of think, gosh. And, she, and, and he's got a name. He's got George Ryan. And you can look up his records in the, in the archive. And I kind of thought, I'm a Londoner. And how can I not know? I'm, I thought I knew quite a bit about black mm. history. But I didn't really know that. And I just thought, there really should be more about documentation. And I think it also was a very good timing because David Olusugu, the fantastic historian, yes. 
and that program about black British history had been out. There'd be more black plaques, so they did the BBC plaques. You've got Nubian Jack plaques, a black um, guy that's been doing his own business and mm-hmm. promoting black plaques for a long while. And I think he'd worked a bit with English Heritage before. So there just seemed to be more things, but also just to, to try and get local things as well. I think that's how it came about, just sort of thinking we could combine our skills and experience and just create something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and you've definitely created something. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned growing up, uh, you were a Londoner. So definitely. whereabouts did you grow up? Um, oh, Deptford, actually. Oh, you are Deptford. Yeah, yes, I was much. actually born in East London, mm-hmm. but we've always lived in, in, London, in South East London. So I went to school in St. Joseph's School under the bridge in Deptford. Okay, yeah. yeah, Deptford's got a, a really... A lot of history, and then I'm really Catford and Lewisham and Sydenham. Mm. Yeah, I've always been around here. Really, I'm still. I'm so, just near Mountsville Park. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. live sort of yeah, around lovely. there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I think nice. The parks here are wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So, so yeah, and it, and I think the good thing is, Avril lives in the north. She live, lives up in Enfield, and a lot of her tours are north and south because she sort of covers Brixton mm. and that as well. But living in the south, particularly the history of um, and working in Southwark and working in God. Lambeth, you just get to know some of the little things that people walk by. I think one of the catchphrases we use is on the, I do the like the Instagrams for us, and we sort of said, look up, slow down, and discover the, the history around you. Because I think sometimes as Londoners, we're always, come on, we just... I, I admit, I do like walking fast, and just, you, <laughs> get, you want to get to where you're going to. I think yeah. that's Londoners for you, and I think sometimes when you look up and you think, gosh, that's that, and that's there. I think there's a lot under your feet that you just don't see. That's right. And I suppose, so her being North and you being South, you had a very good even yes. mix of all the information between you. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, she, like you said, um, with her tours, that, that formed a lot of it. But also, we, it was to big up places, the art side of it. So, like, for example, like Stephen Lawrence in the tape, that, that, that mm-hmm. picture. It's quite a famous picture. And I just thought some people will know that it's at the tape, but some people might not. Yinka Shonabari in the tape. And then also the, the, some of the local ones, um, Ola Aluda. I always pronounce his name wrong. Aluda Equiano. Oh yes. Now he, yeah, Deptford. Yeah, Lewisham uh, had a uh, exhibition on it, sort of pre-COVID, yes. um, not that long. But yeah, I yes. think I saw. Yeah. And that is a name that really should be more more well known. Yeah. I discovered a couple of things about him afterwards. He's actually got um, a plaque that's been made by children. It's a, a ceramic plaque. In Telegraph Hill Park, uh-huh. yeah, and it's really beautiful. And something else at the Queen's House, there was there was a sculpture at the Queen's House, and I, I did try to um, get in contact with the artist beforehand, but it was a bit too late to put in the book. But it's a beautiful sculpture in the Queen's House. But he's in there because Orlando Equiano, he he wrote his biography about slavery. Mm-hmm. He was an abolitionist around 1700. He was campaigning against slavery, and you kind of think. That he really should. He's he's probably yeah. one of my key ones, and particularly being in Deptford, that he mm-hmm. he was brought over here, and then he was kidnapped and resold here in Deptford because you've got the docks. That this is where Hawkins started practically started the slave trade. Mm. So quite oh, key, okay. yeah. How did you find the process of doing this? How did you go about it? Did you did, did, is it something? <laughs> did you start with maybe the things that you knew and then research more, or was it did you just kind of just go on a walk and see? Oh, well, because we were, our two backgrounds, and then, then I just suggested it to Avril, and we came up with kind of a basic list of, of ones that we knew already, and then local ones. So, for example, like Harold Moody, um, um, he did the League of Coloured People, 1930s. 
and he's based he's got a plaque more in, in Southwark um, so and also he lived it around Queens Road Peckham so it was trying to get local ones he's got a bust in um, Peckham Library and then outside of Peckham Library you've got a plaque to Walter Rodney he was like like an activist and I think things like that people will just miss so we came up with a list of some key ones that we thought people would know. The Mary Seacoles, for okay, example. Yeah. That was a fantastic statue that just went up just uh, pre that. Mm. So there were there were a few to start off with. We, I think initially we kind of thought, oh, if we got about 50, then maybe. And then we kind of just tackled it. The, the format was it was just going to be simple. We're not historians <laughs> like um, David Olsugo. Yeah. And so it wasn't in-depth. There, there are some great books coming out about history now, and actually David Olasugu, I just love David, I just love him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's done the adult book, it's, it's a wedge of a book, it's very academic, but then he has done some children's ones now, and there's going to be another one out. He's he's done one for children, which is a paperback version, and he's done he's going to do one that's an illustrated oh, one wow. for children okay. as well. So I think it's trying to make it more accessible. I think our key things were, the, sim the format was going to be simple. Mm -hmm. It was going to just be a picture, who, what, when, how, it wasn't going into too much depth. It, it, explaining it had to have some physical. It had to be a plaque. It had to be a monument. It had to be a mural. It had to be a place. So it was also to big up places like the Black Cultural Archive, <clears throat> and, and a gallery that I only discovered um, during when I was just doing my Black Arts Group autograph in um, East London, mm. and it's and it was founded really for Black artists, Black photographers. Um, so places like that as well, the African Centre that's in Southwark again, places like that. I mean, yeah. you said you're going for simple and it's it's effectively simple because um, yeah. it is, like you say, like a travel guide. And you don't see many um, books on black history this accessible, I don't think. Yeah, that's what we're You've for. hit the format very well. You know, there's the timeline to start with and then you break up London into your, your sections and yeah. whatnot. So it is very easy and there's almost, you know, a picture on every page. Yeah, we, we yeah we tried to do a picture for everyone. They they couldn't they didn't use all of the pictures because I yeah. suppose sometimes you've got a lot of plaques. My only thing would be um it would be nice if there were some key pictures I would have just loved in mm -hmm. there. But it, as I think you'd asked them like the format. It what we, when we did it we just did we 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 just chose our kind of favourite ones or ones that were closest to us or ones that we knew about or else if we didn't know about them then we just researched them. But it wasn't to go into too much depth. And the timeline was important because I think it puts things in perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, starting the, the uh, particularly with black history, they didn't start in 1948 when they all came over. There's a linked history going back yes. like forever. Yeah. And if, if you think about 1700, there were lots of black people here that they sort of say they were about 10 to 15,000 black people. But this is the time of Orlando Olodo Equiano. You've got other ab abolitionists at that time. He actually formed like the 12, um, 12 African. It was an African society of 12 mm -hmm. men. And you just sort of think, that's the sort of things you just don't hear. You don't know. Story. Yeah. Not at all, yeah. No. no, you don't. I'm, I'm coming up to my 60th year, so it's kind of like when I was at school, all we just did was slavery. Yeah. And we did, uh, I remember Roots coming out around that time. Oh, yeah. And you just sort of think, and then it's Wilberforce. And then you just think, there must be a bit more to it than that. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably why I went back to, as a mature student, um, back in North London mm. Poly at the time, and then it changed to the University of North London, and mm. it was the only university in London that was doing Caribbean studies. 
And so it was just fascinating, really. But even then, we didn't touch on a lot of the black history. We did about cinema, we did about art, mm. we did about Cuba. It was really good. But even then, there wasn't that uh, knowledge, I don't mm. think. I think people are still uncovering things. Well, it's funny you say that, because I'm coming up to my 40th year, and it sounds like I did. I studied yeah. less black history than you did. Because from what I remember, we slavery was touched upon so very little mm. um, and like you say you touch on the Cuba everyone talks about Cuba and the sort of back when the Cuban Missile Crisis and, mm. and but you don't really go much further than that and again if it was black history it was the American yeah the Martin American, Luther King yeah the Martin Luther King yeah. side but very I, I honestly don't remember learning oh. much about sort of the slavery on the British side, which is yeah. quite worrying going to a school in Catford. I'd say, it's you know. worrying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. my manager around the same age as you, and yeah, I think he just said the same thing. And yeah. really, when you think about it, I think it's because in America, it, I think it's very easy to look at someone else's history and just, and also just to avoid your own history. And so, you, mm. and also it depends who's telling that history. If it, history is his story, basically, and if you're only getting a history from just one perspective, it's it's the people that have won history. It's not the people that have lost, you yeah. know, or been the victims of history. And you're hearing just one side and you're, yeah, you're just hearing one side. I yeah. suppose then also it's a lot uh, it's a lot easier to judge someone else's country and their history that yeah, rather is. than look back upon your own, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, so. definitely. And also I think probably with, with America, it's, I suppose in the Caribbean, you've got, it was out of sight and out of mind. Mm -hmm. And so then it's very easy mm. to just leave it there and say there's no connection. Whereas there's a great, there, there, it's three continents. You had Europe, you had Africa, and you've got the Americas. And we're all interlinked. And that history, you're not hearing the whole history. Mm. And so I think the whole Black Lives Matter, for every generation you've had their struggles. Um, but I think we just need to hear more. We want a more inclusive history. Mm -hmm. I think that really came out of that for that you can see some of the inequalities and you can see the legacy of it but but you but i think people are wondering, wondering still why 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 is this racism there mm. because there's some structural racism there that has been from time immemorial yeah. and unless you answer some of those questions then it just doesn't you know i think you just go around in circles yeah. i mean you touch upon sort of the black lives matter movement um you obviously it's also don't um you've got a date for it in here so it's obviously it's taken yeah. prominence at the end of this timeline would you say that's um not necessarily helped but did that spur along your attraction your attraction yeah yeah it certainly did yeah i think it sort of raised a lot of awareness and again we're going back to that american influence aren't we yes, that yeah, whole, yeah. but we are, we're we're very interconnected you know i, I suppose we, if you think of the of the slave trade um then britain was fundamental to that slave trade and, and america was a colony a, co a colony mm. <laughs> and so it, yeah. it kind of goes that that we're interlinked mm -hmm. yeah but it definitely god that that whole year of time and also just time we had we all had time to reflect didn't we really mm. and just yeah i suppose yeah not people weren't able to sort of just go about their days as they used to when these things happened you were kind of at home and you kind of had to sort of look at it and You'd see it on the news every day, and you think, "Oh yeah. wow, this is you know." Yeah. Couldn't ignore it as easily. Yeah, I, I think it did raise the profile, mm. and, and which is a, not a bad thing. Um, tragic that it had to go be that way, but yeah. at the same time, I suppose you hope some good or that it just doesn't. There, there there's not a death for no reason, mm -hmm. and that something comes come, out some of it. Good yeah. Come from it. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned obviously you you would um, go through and you'd 
pick, oh, we want this, we want this. Were there any you had to leave out? I think when we came to the end, um, ones came up as we were going along and we'd put in places and then it, then it just kind of just built up and then other packs were, were um, being put up as we were doing it. Well, some have been put up just now, just after as well, and you're thinking, oh, Lord. Mm. Um, there were some that were left out if they didn't have enough history to them, if, if, if we couldn't get enough back, background to them. Um, but most, yeah, most went in. Yeah, most went in. What are, what are your... Oh, that's a good, stupid question. <laughs> yeah. What are your favourites? If there were three places you could pick, if you said to someone, make sure you visit these places, what three would you pick? Yeah, that question always comes yeah, up. Yeah, you like choosing your favourite child. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, but I'm going to keep it local. Because mm -hmm. um, um, the other one, like George Ryan, and those ones that have been mentioned, I think, particularly in Lewisham, I think people should go to see the... There's a plaque at New Cross Fire Station, oh. and it's to... Um, George Arthur Roberts, George Roberts, and he was a fireman. He was born in Trinidad, 1890. God, 1890. And he served in the, the First World War, and in the Second World War, he was um, he was a fireman. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he actually joined Harold Moody's um, League of Coloured People, so he was really proactive, fighting mm. racism at that time. When you think 1930s, yeah. Yeah. So he, and he lived around, so he lived locally. He actually, he's actually got another plaque that goes over into Southwark because he's he, he lived in that um, in near near Southwark, um, but it's a lovely plaque because it's just a it's just a red plaque. It was by the London Fire Brigade. Um, he died in nineteen seventy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he had a really long life. life yeah. yeah, and you just sort of think that I think he's had a little bit more recognition now. There's been a, a bit about him in the local papers. Well, I think he's probably a key one um, in terms of history. I think in terms of I think culture or the Battle of Lewisham. I've mentioned oh, this one a lot of times, course, but yeah, yeah. I just sort of think it's such an important key event for Lewisham. 1977, mm -hmm. the National Front are trying to march through, and there's a whole counter protest, peace march against it. My mum goes on to that march. I'm a young teenager at the time. We're told, don't you go. Yeah, my <laughs> mum was my mom's similar age to you. <laughs> she said she was at home and told, don't yeah, go anywhere near yeah, there. I think because it was going to just be volatile. And it was. Yeah, yeah. it was volatile. Um, but my two older sisters went, and I think my mum's really pleased that they did go. I think they ended up on some video somewhere. Oh, wow. But it was really, you know, it was the first time the right shields were yield, used at that time. Um, and they did stop them. You know, and that was the first time one of the National Front marches got stopped. Mm. Yeah, because I can remember being in Lewisham at that time. And you'd be on Lewisham High Street where, um, and the National Front would be there handing out their... Their posters, yeah, yeah, and their leaflets and things. And my mum, one, one, one day we were shopping there and my mum just went up there to get a leaflet because she just wanted to know so, what they were writing. I just thought, lovely, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like... Sometimes it is those grassroots things, so it's not all about people, it's about events and that as well. And I think what they've done with that mural, I was going to say mural, mural, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just so lovely and colourful. And um, they really did involve the community in, in that. And I went along to one of the... Um, art workshops for that so it's just really yeah. i just think it's it's really um, um a good piece of artwork mm. really as well and you've got information plaques on the, on the front of it you know it's just by goldsmiths yeah yeah because yeah. they had a big we, we had a joint um project with them oh, called good, what's the story it? a few years ago on the anniversary yeah, it was 20, yeah 2017 yeah yeah and also the illusion put a plaque on the opposite side of the road going down there's a there's a plaque there as well so I just think that... And again, it's nice to have, have something that looks good come from something so tragic as such. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And something, yeah, something that people can just identify with that's not just a plaque. Because I suppose you want plaques, that whole thing about what do you do with 
mm. with this, the whole thing about statues and everything at the moment. But yeah, sometimes you want different mediums that express different things, really. Mm. But yeah, I think those two are really important. And and, and like I said to you, that I think that Olada, Lorda Ikiana, um, not not one in, that's in the book, but Telegraph Hill Park. If you just go and you have a look at it, it's just so colourful and it's just really beautiful. And they made a little African garden around oh, lovely, it. Yeah. It's just it's it's just. And again, they've got an information plaque, and I just thought, gosh, if if we do book two, that one will have to go in there. <laughs> yeah. um, when you say so, so, when you finished the book and you were thinking, um, publish? How do we publish this? Did you have a publisher in mind or? And what was what was it like? Were people snapping to get it, or was it a struggle? Was that? It was a struggle. Yeah. You know, it's not. Like I said we we started in twenty eighteen, and it, it was a we we just called it the book project. So you just build on it. Mm -hmm. We went to see some of the places living north and south. So I went over to Alexandria Palace to see. There's these lovely murals there of free women in black women in entertainment. I all came over to. Um, Crystal Palace Park to see the sphinxes there. So we, we we saw between us we've seen most of them. There's still a few that I haven't quite seen, okay. but you just verified that they're there. Um, but it just took a long. It does take a long time. And in terms of publishing, we did have one in mind, but there was a um, there's another book that's going to be that that was meant to be out okay. that's been slowed down. Um, so you you have to. It's a bit like applying for a job. You have to read the information. There's the artist. And, and writer's handbook, which, which is quite, kind of handy, but now we've got the internet, you know, you just do your homework, what kind of non-fiction book that, yeah. that covers this. Um, we, we applied for about seven, Avril had a contact for one, there was one where it wasn't, where a couple where it, this wasn't the kind of book they were looking for, but most of them sort, sort of did, did say yes, um, but there were just two in terms of financially, you don't really get enough a, a lot as financially mm. when we're not David Wallian, so it's <laughs> kind of like they, you know they don't yeah. throw money at you. you you're, by the end of three years, you're just happy to get it out there. Really, yeah. um, we had two yeses, and then one <clears> had said they would go, would go for it this year, and one had said two years time because they already decided it. And we thought two years time we might we may kill each other. Who's not allowed to out at once or something? It's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's just the way the publishing mm. works. They've already decided on their books that they're going to publish. They're already going way mm. ahead. But it. So but they're it, very structured and rigid. And it's they, very yeah. it's very structured and rigid. And yeah, um, that whole thing about an it's, it is like an application. You're doing submissions. You're filling in the details. You know, you're. I think a couple of the first ones they didn't even want the picture. So you're kind of just wow. sending them, you know, a PDF or a word thingy, and then you're, you're. Oh God, it's quite. It's quite practical you know how many pages how many words how many mm. yeah and then and then you've got to really look you do have to really do your homework you've got to see are there other books like that yeah. are they the right yeah and then yeah and then you just get the ones that had said yes we kind of thought yep it it, it was a fast process once they said oh, yes okay. yeah because she sort of said they could get it out for this year we it, it got accepted in december we had to go over and edit and edit and edit. We'd, we'd done a lot of editing by then. We'd kind of practically finished, but it was still editing. And then you're editing, editing, editing. They're doing the formatting, formatting, formatting. The picture's going back and forth and back and forth. The timeline's going back and forth and back and forth. And you're, yeah, it was like five, yeah. We got it in 
it must be like March. March. It was like three month, three more months of editing, editing, editing. Well, that March twenty nineteen that you finished. Twenty 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 one. Oh, twenty one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got set, it got mm. accepted on, on, in December twenty. Yeah, and twenty one we were doing the final things for it mm. to come out for June. Yeah, because then they had to get it to the print, and then they mm-hmm. yeah we. Uh, it was actually meant to be out in July, and it, so it was really good that they got it out for June twenty second. So it was really rush day. So it's a great hook for us, really. So I'm guessing so obviously you were working as <laughs> back and forth during lockdown. Wasn't yeah. It? So it gave you some time to. Yes. Yeah. I work in the library. I work part time, so that gives me the headspace mm-hmm. to get on with that. Yeah. So I just sort of thought, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And then the COVID. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was useful to be able to just carry on just working on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So you use your time very productively I then. I did. <laughs> so it, it was a good lockdown for you in a it, way. It was a good lockdown for yeah. me because it wasn't very very different. Yeah, it just meant more time. Yeah, it was very productive. Oh, that's yeah. good. Um, on a more personal level, did you read anything during your time? Anything? Of, I of did. Work? I tried. To, I tried to switch off. I tend to read a lot of magazines and um, mm. newspapers, but um, book wise, yes, I read. Um, oh gosh. Sometimes you just want something light-hearted. Um, the book of Echoes, um, Rosanna Amanka, um, and it's kind of set in... It's a fiction, but it's got some history in it as well. So it starts at the time of slavery, and then it goes over the generations. It comes up to Brixton and everything. But it, it's, it was just a beautifully written book, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, obviously, Avril does the walks. Um, are you a keen walker yourself? <laughs> I am a keen walker. Yeah, I love walking. Um, and then I think in Lewisham we're really lucky because we've just got some great parks and then yes. we're right next door to Greenwich. So, yeah. yeah. So you, not I, too far to get I some greenery. Yeah, and also I'm a, I'm a runner. Yeah, oh, well, that, okay. that would be a surprise. So, But I'm a very slow runner. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exercise is exercise. Yeah, yeah. exercise is exercise. And I, I, I occasionally do those park runs if I can get up at nine o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> but I have done a marathon in 2015. Yeah, it did take me six hours. It was, it, it was like the Brighton... It's really hard to get into the London Marathon, so yeah, I just thought I just want to do it, and I was in my fifties, and I kind of thought, yeah, if I don't do it oh, now, I'll never great. do it. Yeah. yeah, it's just it just felt like an achievement. And actually, sometimes the the when you're trying to, I think in your life you just want some challenges and some mm-hmm. goals. And after I did that, I think some of the processes you use for that that you're going further and then you're building, then you run a bit more and then you run a bit more. It's a bit like that for a book or when you do a degree, you just sort of think, okay, I'm nearly there. Okay, I've done this, but and then you can see how much you've done, then you can do a bit more. And sometimes it's the, those same sort of processes. I was going to ask, is this was this like a goal for you then? Was this something definitely. that you always? Yeah, definitely. I think working in the library, you can't not be inspired. You see yeah. all these books around, but also you realise how difficult it is for those books to be to 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 get out there. You can have a book published and people say, "Oh, what about the next one?" And, but Sometimes it's like this. It's like promoting it. Yeah. it this feels like work. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's nice work, but it's kind of like you 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 have to keep that traction going. It still fits well. a purpose to, pro- yeah, yeah, to promote it this. It really does, because I think you get a lot of dead books in libraries, don't you? After a while, they've had their thingy, and then it's kind of... Well, it would, I mean, you would know. Yeah, we, we get a lot of books in, and you think, I've never heard of this before. Yeah. And you never hear anything of it. You might hear something on the radio about something else, but yeah. the majority of the books come in... <clears throat> There's no promotion whatsoever. I know. It's, yeah. you, you, it's really quite hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. quite a lot come out. Quite a lot come out. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose this is good because it's a bit different. It's, it's, it's not... Yeah. yeah. 
it's yeah and, and hopefully it will appeal to all readers really mm. and it kind of has appealed to all readers uh, we were particularly hoping for children that was one of the things about putting the timeline mm -hmm. and putting like the local and the global because i think part of the whole thing for black history month just black history generally is that you can see the periods really yeah yeah Obviously, you work in a library. Have you had this book come into stock in your library just yet? Yeah, of course. <laughs> how, how, what kind of moment was that? It was lovely. I posted it on the Instagram. Oh. <laughs> all come in. And also, the, when they come into the libraries, I don't know about your one, but um, it comes with a little plastic jacket around here. Oh. Yeah, sometimes. Really I don't know, maybe when, uh, yeah, it happens sometimes with our yeah. books. If not, we sort of cover them ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it was just really nice. So, so I mean, it, it's gone out. I made sure it went to all the summer libraries. And, yeah. yeah, it's gone out already. So we're still waiting on our copies but yeah. this is one um, yeah. that was purchased for me so it'd be very good to have that and then we can say you know yeah. one of the authors has been here to talk to yeah. us about it which would be very good you think obviously you feature a lot of art in this yeah. is art a passion of yours and is it not just black art but is art in general um something that you're interested in yeah yes, yes. I, lo I love art and i and i think also because the whole guide is i suppose the the, the history of black history a lot of it is about commemorating and it's quite challenging and a lot of it's really quite sad and so I think it's it's nice to inject the art as well um, and for me I think I've just loved drawing from when I was really young so um, just art is really important I love black artists I've, I've done that black um, arts group for mm -hmm. sort of three years 2016 to 2019 and it was just nice to expose yourself to different galleries and Places that I probably wouldn't have gone into by myself, mm -hmm. especially some of the posh galleries in London where they're sort of private galleries. And thinking, Ooh. Yeah. But some of them, they really have nice exhibitions and they really are really very friendly. Um, and also there's a lot of art that's around it, just at the Tate, like the public galleries. So you've got some, you've got a great art exhibitions that are permanent, um, particularly at the uh, Tate Modern and Tate Britain. Um, you've got a whole... Um, just history of London. So you've got Ronald Moody. I think one of the... Um, Harold Moody, his brother, he was an artist and he did the bust of Harold Moody that's in some um, Peckham Library. But also there's a copy of that at the National Gallery and in Tate Modern, you've got Tate Britain actually, you've got um, this fantastic sculpture, it's called Johanna and it's kind of, it's just a figure of a man in, a, in, in wood but it's just beautiful and it's it's part of their permanent collection. And you've got a lot of artists that are in there, and particularly like the Stephen Lawrence, yeah. um, the Doreen Lawrence, No Woman, No Cry, Chris O'Feely. That's just a one of those beautiful paintings that you can just look at again and again, and there's so many layers to it. You know that in her tears, you've got portraits of, of his, his face in each one of the tears that oh, she cries. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really, and I think it's, it's very multi-layered. And then I think also the one for me that I probably just love the most is the Yinka Shanabari that's at Tate Britain. And this is, um, it's called the British Library. Fantastic for a librarian and a bibliophile. <laughs> and it's over 6,000 books. And they're um, done in Yinka Shanabari style. So you've got that African, they call it African print fabric, African wax print fabric. And I always have to remember, I, re I remember this acronym for this aid. So it's like, it's Indo Indonesian-inspired fabric, but it was sold by, made, manufactured by the Dutch and then sold to Africans. So you've got this whole different yeah. level there. And then you've got about 3,000 of these books. They've got um, gold embossed names of second and third generation immigrants that had come to Britain and made contributions. But also Yinka Shonabara being Yinka Shonabara, you've also got people that had contested 
immigration. So you've got, um, what's his name, Enoch Powell. Oh, you've got him on there as well. But the majority are really positive. So you've got Idris Alba. You've got a lot of the people that we've um, referenced in the book, like um, CNR James. You've got Archie and Sonia Boyce. It's really, it's a beautiful piece of work. And it's one of the pieces that I, it's, it's permanently there, but it started off, I think it started off in Brighton, and it okay. really is big. So it's like going in, it's like going into a room where you've just got mm. all these books. And then he's also created um, an, an online catalogue, so you can look up the names and the, the references to each of them. Oh, that's yeah. just useful. Yeah. yeah. And so I saw this piece. I actually went down to Margate to see this at the Turner Gallery, just to see it there, Um and it was just lovely because you're on by the sea. It's a stunning it, gallery, it, yeah. It, my mum lives it? down by there, so it's yeah. It's lovely. And, and it was just at the front, so the lights coming in. And I just thought, oh, wow, it just blew me away. And then I saw it again. I went to the Venice um, Pavilion, um, the Venice Biennale. Wow. Um, God, that was 2017. And I, I just wanted to see it then. It was the first time I did um, an African diaspora exhibition. So it was the first year that just... A range of black artists, black British artists, and so he was featured, and also the young young artist, the photographer that had died, um, Khalida. Oh, I've forgotten her surname. She died at the Grenville Fire, and she was a mm. photographer, and her work was there. Um, it was just stunning to see it there, and this time it was kind of really old-fashioned. It was kind of like in wooden, you know, old wooden library um, shelving, and then I saw, and then I then saw it at the Tate, and I, I actually couldn't find it at the Tate, so I'm looking all around, and so I asked one of the assistants, and then she took me through the little warrens of the little to get oh. there for, for a different way. So I suppose each time it's kind of like it, it, it feels very personal to me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favourite artist or a favourite style of art that, mm, that you tend not to? Really, drift in? I don't have a favourite. Um, I don't have a favourite artist. I do love um, Vincent Van Gogh as well, and he's got. Um, they just up, done up um, a house where he stayed in Lambeth, yeah, and it's going to be sort of open, yeah, oh, wow. you can go yeah. online and that as well, but I love his art, and they've kind of created a walk along near the house, and you've actually got one of the little street libraries and things, so I'd, I'd recommend that to go and see, but I actually like drawing, I like, um, gosh, there's an artist called Barbara Walker, and, and she does pencil drawings, and I've always liked pencil drawings myself, I, I kind of mean, apart from reading, I really want to get back to doing a little bit of drawing, <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that kind of style I like. There's not there's not one style I like. It's kind of like a mixture. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So you mentioned you grew up in Deptford and sort of the Lewisham area. Do you have any memories? Could be fond memories or maybe not so fond <laughs> memories of your time growing up around here. Oh, growing up around here. Well, De I think one of my earliest memories, uh, and especially a library memory, is going to Deptford Library. Yeah, the old Deptford that was just, yeah. yeah, the old Deptford Library would have been at that time because we we were brought up around Tanners Hill. Okay, yeah. yeah, and I can always remember just those book cases, you know, for the young children that so they're mm -hmm. divided in four, and you, and just the, the, the little tickets and the books, and oh god, it was time of tickets. <laughs> Yes. Going back, but no, it's a lovely memory. Um, I think the the libraries are always a lovely environment to be in, and I just think for me they've always just been important. So mm. yeah. And they've they've changed over the years, but the purpose still serves the same function as such. Yeah, I think definitely they are third spaces now. They're not just. I think people think, oh, it's going to be a quiet library, and as we know, it's not always a quiet <laughs> no, library. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, people come into them for a, a range of reasons, particularly now. You, they want to come in for, to use IT for Wi-Fi to mm -hmm. access information. You know, 
I suppose a lot of our key readers are trying to get in the baby and the toddlers and the yeah. mothers. That, yeah. That's where you're going to get your stats. You know, libraries are like businesses in their own right, really. Mm. We, we might not be making money, but we're trying to get those stats. They're all important stats to get people in yeah, and to true. use it. And they are part of the community. They really, they really are important spaces mm. because what, what other place can you go into that you don't have to pay to go into and that you can sit and stay in there? Yeah. Yeah, and they can take things out, you know, and, and access to all sorts of information. information. Yeah, and so not everyone has a computer at home, which we yeah. discovered during the COVID period. Yes, yeah, because yeah, so many councils just like lending out computers exactly. because they just don't have. Yeah. Not everyone has the access and yeah. safe spaces for people as well. Yeah, because yeah. I worked at Lewisham Library for for a year. I'd worked at the Downham Library, and it really is. You know, they 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 are good spaces. You know, you they're in, you you've got the cafe there. Mm-hmm. You've got the. the I suppose the way they're building them now, so they've got other facilities yeah. joined onto them. Um, I think they, yeah, I think people are still going to need them in the future. Yeah, mm. and I think we just need to hang on to them, the ones that we've got. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Um, what do you have planned next? Have you? Everyone always, listen, everyone always asks these questions and think, what do you have? Uh, have you got another book in mind, which not everyone wants to talk about? But is there anything else you would like to do? It doesn't have to be a book. You know, what, mm. what would you like to do next? Gosh, that's a, that is a hard one because I, I suppose you know this has only come out in June and we're yeah, only just yeah, yeah we're only just August. Of, gosh, can, can you believe it's August? Um, I suppose now it's the promoting for this mm-hmm. book. Um, it's hard not to think ahead. We, the the feedback has been really good, and, and a lot of people keep saying, "Well, what, what about the next book?" And possibly, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll have to see. Um, like I said to you, I'd like to be a bit more creative myself in terms of drawing and mm-hmm. arts, which I really want to get get a bit more into. Um, but for now, I think um, I think we'll focus on it. this. I think we'll focus yeah. on this and the promotion for this. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything, um, any passions you'd ever want to go into? Not mm. so of something other than a book. I mean, art. Would you like to have your work in a gallery, for example? Would that, <laughs> would that ever be something you'd aspire to? Um, not really. No, no, I don't sure in the gallery but maybe in a book maybe mm-hmm. something where it's combining art and history and black you know yeah. black history and art sort of together may possibly something like that like we'll kind of we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see yeah yeah but it's might not have the time for it now yeah. that we're out of lockdown <laughs> so you know. i know i suppose it is it, it is all of those things I, I think once you've achieved one challenge then it's kind of like oh what do you do next, there is yeah. that what do you do sort of next but I think also you kind of just have to pace yourself and just just enjoy enjoy yeah. this one. I'm just enjoying. I'm really just enjoy, enjoying this bit of the the next stage, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to look at it, rather than thinking, "Oh, it was so stressful." To actually sort of now look back at it and say, "I'm enjoying this being out." That's yeah, yeah. yeah. And yes, um, Black London History, Art and Culture in over 120 places is available to purchase online and in other bookstores. Um, Jodie, thank you for talking to us today. Um, and I wish you all the best, and I hope to see you soon. Yeah, you know. lovely. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Pleasure. Bye. Black London is available to buy in most local and online booksellers, but there are copies available to borrow within Lewisham Libraries. You can go online and check our catalogue to reserve a copy, or come into the libraries and speak to the staff who can reserve a copy for you. Thanks for listening, and catch us again for more Library Words. Remember to subscribe to never miss an episode and links to all of our social media can be found on the podcast summary.